Saint Rita of Kasha, pierced by the cross. Saint Rita of Kasha is a role model for women of our generation. There is nothing that any woman has experienced that Rita did not experience during her lifetime. She was an obedient daughter, a faithful wife, a battered wife, wife of an alcoholic and woman chaser, a widow, a single parent who lost her children when they were young. She was a nun who was unwanted by her community. She was given a miracle of the cross, during which time she received the gift of the stigmata, a thorn in her head. Her body is incorrupt, never having decomposed after 600 years. In Italy, she is considered the saint of the impossible. One night, Rita had a vision. She saw a tall ladder leading heavenward with Jesus at the top. He was beckoning her forward. He was calling her to that perfect mystical union with him that could only be achieved by her through her daily obedience to the life he had chosen for her, her life in him as an obedient nun. He will be her teacher, her strength in her weakness, her compassion, her love in her otherwise loveless life. He will be her very life. With Jesus to sustain her, St. Rita chose the most mended and worn clothing for herself, barely eating enough to maintain her strength. Word of her holiness reached the world outside of the monastery, and people began to speak of the saint in their midst. With the threat of heretics on one side and barbarians on the other, all the Christian world was experiencing a return to devotion to the cross. The Saracens were invading, conquering, and desecrating all that Christians held dear, not excluding the shrines in the Holy Land sanctified by the Lord himself by his incarnation, his crucifixion, and his resurrection. The wars fought to protect the holy places were called the Crusades. St. Rita was to stage her own kind of crusade, the shedding of her own blood to stop the atrocities and abuses against our loving and suffering Lord. St. Rita grieved that she had not been able to share in the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. She spent many hours meditating on all the insults, the rejections, the ingratitude, the apathy our beloved Lord suffered as he walked to his agony on the cross. She built a small calvary of stones on the floor of her cell, bedroom, and kneeling there, she would relieve the beatings, the scourging, the thorns in the head, the horror of our Lord's passion, and the sorrow of his mother as she watched her son. In the process for her canonization, witnesses, fellow religious, testified they would visit her in her cell at times, only to find her on the floor, fainted after having shared the pain of the Savior's passion. The Miracle of the Cross During Lent of the year 1443, St. James of Marches, a great preacher of his day, came to the convent in Kasha and gave a very personal, fervent sermon on the passion of our Lord to the nuns. Rita was so taken by the sermon that she returned to the monastery and began to pray, with all her heart and soul, before a fresco of Jesus crucified. As she humbly asked for a part of his suffering on the cross, admitting that she was unworthy to share his full passion on Calvary, a thorn fell from the beloved head of our Savior and pierced the forehead of St. Rita. She could feel the pain down to the depths of her heart. 
She immediately began to bleed profusely, and the wound that kept bleeding has been accepted by all as the gift of the stigmata of our Lord. In the case of most holy people who have been graced with the stigmata, like St. Francis of Assisi and the saintly Padre Pio, the fragrance exuded from the holy wounds smells like a beautiful perfume from heaven, more pleasing even than that of flowers. With the wound of St. Rita came humiliation, estrangement, and isolation. The wound had such a pungent, putrid odor emanating from it that she had to suffer the ostracism and rejection of her fellow nuns who, at best, fear it might be infectious and, at worst, could not bear the smell. She spent the next 15 years alone, suffering more and more excruciating physical pain. But although she was isolated from her community in a small cell far away from any of the consoling companionship of other nuns, she had the consoler. Instead of looking toward herself and her pain, she focused on Jesus and his bleeding crown of thorns, and all the thorns in her life were turned into roses of love by her Lord as she offered them to him. In 1450, Pope Nicholas V declared the first holy year, proclaiming Rome once and for all the center of the Christian world and of our faith. The popes had been away from Rome for 67 years. Our Lord wanted to unite his church to end the scandal of division and dissension caused by self-interest and resultant schism, so he inspired the Pope to institute this holy year. And unite he did. All the religious of Italy, as well as pilgrims from all over the world, converged on Rome. The nuns of Kasha were also planning to go to Rome on pilgrimage, which was not to include St. Rita. Knowing and understanding the reasoning behind her exclusion, her wound, which continued to bleed, fester and emit unbearable odors, she nevertheless did not take it lying down. She went to the big boss. She prayed that her wound be temporarily healed, that there be no external signs, only the internal pain of the wound to remain. Her petition was almost immediately granted. The wound disappeared, and St. Rita was on her way to Rome with the other nuns. The pilgrimage to and from Rome was a walking pilgrimage, and if you have ever climbed the mountain to Kasha, even by bus or car, you know that it is extremely arduous. Their journey was one of hardship, deep privation, suffering, and sacrifice. The walking and living on the road at times more than the little band of pilgrims from the monastery of Kasha could bear. But the always patient, never complaining joy of the eldest nun, St. Rita, now in her late sixties, encouraged and sustained them. The wound did not bleed or reveal any evidence it had ever existed during the entire pilgrimage. But upon their return to the monastery, not five minutes passed when the wound opened, with all the accompanying signs. Rita was again quarantined into seclusion with her beloved Lord. Three days before St. Rita died, she had a vision of our Lord Jesus and Our Lady. The room, so often Calvary for Rita, was now flooded with a beautiful bright light. You will be with me in paradise in three days, our Lord told her. And three days later, on May 22, 1457, Rita was to join the annals of those who have lived for God. She was with him. 
The ugly wound she had borne uncomplainingly over the years healed as she breathed her last, only to be replaced by a ruby spot like a kiss. A strong fragrance, sweet and heavenly, poured forth from where the wound had been, replacing the stench she had lived with those many years. This fragrance has continued for many centuries, because St. Rita was never buried. Till today, when you visit the shrine of St. Rita in Kasha, there is a feeling of family. She's one of us. Here, in a glass urn, honored by God and her brothers and sisters in Christ, the mystical body of Christ, lies a daughter, an obedient daughter whose parents did not make the wisest of decisions by men's standards, but possibly by God's. A wife of an alcoholic, an abuser, a carouser, a man easily provoked whose deadly silence could erupt into rage, a widow who loved her husband before and after his conversion only to lose him by an act of violence, a mother who watched her children grow up taking on the violent, non-Christian personality of their father, afraid they might commit murder only to lose them to death through illness. A nun who was rejected, judged, ostracized, laughed at, tested, and glorified. Here lies our sister, Rita, a saint, a woman for our time. And we love her and thank God for the gift of her to remind us what we can be. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.